Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Lead with Worship, a worship podcast from the team here at Saddleback Church. My name is John Cassetto, and I get to be the global worship pastor here at Saddleback. On this podcast, you're going to hear from really great artists, creatives, and special guests as we uncover the heart and purpose of worship. Throughout our time together, our prayer is that you would be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in your own creative journey and worship leadership. You know, values are so critical to the health of a worship team, to a church, and really in any organization. But too often, values are written on the walls but not talked about in the halls. So today, you're going to hear from some of our worship leaders here at Saddleback as they discuss the team values of our worship ministry here and how those values are practically lived out in our church. We also wanted to resource you with those values so you can find a link to download those in the description below. Now let's dive into today's conversation. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lead with Worship. My name is Taylor and I'm on the worship staff with Saddleback Church. And I'm here today with my friends, Socrates Perez and Temery Abadjan. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, hey dude. Fun. Yo, it's good to be with you guys. Um, Sock and Tim are worship leaders at our broadcast campus in Lake Forest, California, and we're so excited to have them with us today. And I know that today we're going to explore some of the values that have shaped our our ministry and our culture over the last several years. But before we dive into that, I would love just for people to know and to hear from you guys, would you tell us a little bit about um, the worship cultures that you guys grew up in? Um, yeah, I'd lo- love to hear that from from you guys, whoever wants to start. Yeah, well, I grew up going to a church in Orlando that was um, a, you know, musically we were more um, traditional, like hymns and big choir and all of that stuff. And then as I grew, we kind of got more into modern and contemporary worship. And so that was kind of the environment that I was in. But because of like choir being so prevalent, like I was involved in kids' choirs and my parents were involved in choir. And so I just remember the opportunities to serve in that way. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so they, they, they would just make kind of make a way at all ages for you to be able to engage. And I think that, um, yeah, I think processes maybe looked a little bit different than I do now. And I honestly, I honestly haven't thought about it in a long time, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, it was, I'm just really grateful that there was a way for me to stay engaged. And sometimes that was really easy. And sometimes that was not as easy. I think about like in in bands and things like that, that wasn't always super accessible to like play an instrument at an entry level when there's these like amazing pros that you're trying to play alongside. So a lot yeah. of times it was just, I'm just going to be around and attend rehearsal. I'm glad that they uh, let me just be there and watch them. You know? Yeah. So what were you doing uh, yeah. a lot of that time? Were you like singing, like when you were able to be involved, like growing up or was that was that more playing, like where band wasn't? Yeah, more it was accessible? more singing. But then when I think about like playing in the big services, like that was more just watching. And, yeah. Um, and I'd watch, you know, the drummer or the keyboard player, and I'd try to like learn what I could from them, but also like on the side just get better so that hopefully one day they'd hear me play. And <laughs> <laughs> but we had a great youth ministry yeah. um, band, and that was that was also just really instrumental for for me to be able to learn those skills and and try and fail and. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I I grew up in um just the expressions I grew up in our worship was I feel like really central to our expression and yeah. just like even our weekend gatherings and um and 
I'm really grateful that even as like a kid, I was, I was welcomed into like those spaces and I Mm -hmm. got to the church that I was at until I was in about fifth grade was like, I was like in big church with my parents during praise and worship and stuff. And so, um, getting to be part of the atmosphere and just see, see what happens in that space, um, really helped like shape and form me and my faith and my connection to worship. And, um, and the church where I grew up, well, I spent like most of my, most of my years and where I actually started serving in, in worship. Um, it was around, it was around junior high that I, I actually like I got to start singing mm. in choir um, in big church and even like started singing on a microphone in big church, which was like it really, you know, just at the fact that I'm looking back and thinking like, wow, the fact that there was just like space for me, even just like what Socrates yeah. was saying to start, you know, like exercising those gifts at such a young age is really awesome. And our junior high and high school ministries had like live teams. Um, and we did a lot of, a lot of Hillsong, a lot of, um, my worship pastors were really connected with like the movement that was happening in the UK, like Vineyard Movement and yeah. Soul Survivor and like Matt Redman and sure. Tim Hughes and, um, a lot of that music coming out of the UK. And, um, so we did a lot of that and, um, I, it, and also, um, it wasn't unfamiliar to me or like foreign to me to be in like worship spaces that were not just that work that kind of, um, moved outside of the plan. So yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. the worship leader may have planned these three or four songs for the worship set, but it wasn't unusual for us to move outside of that and for our worship pastor to lead us in what now we, we is well known as like spontaneous moments. Sure. <laughs> and so um, I grew up with that just being like really familiar. Um, but man, I think about like the fact that we didn't have planning center back then. Like <laughs> yeah, now it's like, right. how do we, it's So funny. <laughs> what do we do without so planning true. center? But I think about these guys that, and musicians and singers that like, they just showed up after church on a Wednesday or after work on a Wednesday night for service yep. to play or even Sunday morning. They just, just plain Joe people working normal and they just show up and they were like, in my eyes, I'm like, they were incredible, you know, mm, and they just showed yeah. up ready to go. They may not have even known what the songs were going to be, you know, up until like that morning. And then, then it's like, let's go. And it was always really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love like without planning center. Without planning center, (laughs) how would we do it? What would we do? I remember like like even like as young as I am, I still remember like getting like my music like in the mail and like CDs (laughs) and like oh my god, isolated. And I'm just like I'm thinking about that, and I'm like oh my goodness, how did we do this? Like without, (laughs) we used to ship music. We used to ship music. Like oh my goodness, (laughs) praise God for planning center. Loves love them. Um. Man, I love like the space though that was there, Temri. Like that's so beautiful that like there was just such space for you to like just be invited and be involved. And then the fact too, like for you, Sock, like that was like, that was just part of the culture too, that even like, even if the platform wasn't quite as accessible yet, like just your presence was welcomed there. 
you know, there wasn't like this exclusivity um, sort of thing. But yeah, thanks for sharing that, guys. Um, I I love hearing like where where our people come from because it's just like just such a variety of different places and spaces and environments um, that just formed you guys and shaped into the leaders that you are today for us. And so grateful for that. Um, Thinking about our house today, we have here at Saddleback Church, we have five worship values that shape us. And if you've ever been around Saddleback Church for any amount of time or encountered us at all in any space, you know that we absolutely love acrostics. It's just like part of our DNA for some reason, like just stemming from Pastor Rick and the way that we teach things and the way that we remember things. And so naturally worship is the same way. And the acrostic, (laughs) like all of the um, all of the values, the first letter of the values spell out the word word worship. And so those five values are welcome new team members, one team, reject negativity, share everything, high level of skill in every area, implement new processes with joy, and pray continuously. Those are our values. And um, so love those. Those are the tenets of our team and that we've been living out as a culture for a long time now. And um, I'd love to start with, Tamara, you've been here for a number of years now. How many years have you been at Saddleback now? I just celebrated eight years. Eight years at Saddleback. I love yeah. that. Eight years, let's go. <laughs> yes, let's go. Um, I'd be curious just to know from your perspective, because you were here when these values were implemented. How have you seen these shape the culture of our, um, the worship culture of our church and our team over the time that, that you've been here? Oh my gosh. Well, I think just like with anything new, it's a little clunky at first, right? Like it's not Mm. when you're used to something one way for so long, I think change can be hard. I think, um, I think seeing something new on paper, hearing something for the first time and not really having a context for it is just, can just be hard, you know? Um, and I don't, I don't know that a lot of people were necessarily on board, not because of bad attitudes or anything, but just because like, I mean, it's just new. It's just change. It's like, again, no context for it. Sure. So it can be a little clunky at first. And so there's, you know, just a few people who are bearing these values and trying to, you know, implement these values, um, like from a staff level to the volunteers and, um, for a while, you know, I I just I remember especially like in my beginning years it just it was just a thinner team, you mm. know, um and it was all about like pouring into those few people um these things. I mean, this I can see how these things were uh like these values um, before they were actually an acrostic, like how we were trying to be them prior mm-hmm. to them being like a on paper, this is who we are. Like these are our values. Um, but I, I think the I think the biggest game changer with anything, like when God gives you a vision for something, is starting to be it versus just like saying this is who we are this is you know this is what we um yeah you know like john obviously like john the lord gave john a vision for for like who we were supposed to be and so i think just 
starting to, I mean, it only started with a few of us, like I said, just like sure. carrying that, but um, just starting to be that versus like just saying that this is who we are and this is who, like who we want to be. The game changer is just like being them, starting to mm. live them out, even when it's yeah. like, um, even when there's, there's the, the tension of, well, this is who we are right now, but this is who we want to be. And mm. um, yeah, there's like growing pains in that for sure. Yeah. But um, it's just figuring out how to, how to be them in little ways. And then eventually those little ways become normal. And then, you know, you yeah. just start becoming, becoming these things over time. What are some of those little ways that like you've seen? Cause I think there's so much to that summary of like, you've seen these, there's growing pains to that for sure. And for anyone like who's implementing values or even, um, even if they have been, maybe they, you have these values or have values, but they're not lived out. Like there's growing pains to that. Um, well, I think like, so for instance, I think even just something as simple as like, if a value is that we love each other, let's just say we love each mm -hmm. other. Okay. So if we all love each other, that's great to say that, but how do we actually like love each other practically? Like, so in, in a weekend experience, for instance, like how do I love my brother Connor who's serving in production well mm. and vice versa, or like a stage manager, you know, it's like, uh, we we talk about like the currency of love being information, for instance. Hmm. So like planning center started to become like that hub of we're giving each other lots of information because we love each other. And we want to set each other up for a win yeah, for yeah. the weekend service and or in our respective areas of serving. So I think about that, you know, it's just like that's, good. that's those are like simple. Yeah. Really baby steps. You know, if you're saying this is who we are. That's a great, that was a great step forward for us. Yeah. yeah. And I would, I would say like, I think that's a perfect example, Temri, because when we, um, some, uh, when we, when we talk about loving through information and through sharing and communicating with, with one another, um, we, we are basically like, so one of the values is sharing everything, right? Sharing yeah. everything. Yeah. And, and when you state those values that like you believe in your heart, you believe like, this is the team that we want to be. And so I'm going to write it down, share everything. Then you start to see what processes or what practical things are maybe falling short of that ideal. And so you yeah. start to hmm. go get into a production meeting where you're, you're like, well, you know, I, I, um, you know, I feel like, I had I had difficulty with my in ears this weekend, and then, um, and then whoever's doing in ears says, "Well, I, you know, I I actually didn't realize that, or I didn't know that, and it wasn't communicated to me." And so you start yeah. realizing, "Oh man, there's a, is there a process there in place where we can communicate that better to one another, where we can say like, okay, I'm not going to go through this the whole weekend like feeling that without mm. talking about it. I'm going to have let's let's have a place, maybe let's establish a time during our run through when we're when mm -hmm. we're actually communicating that with one another, when we're actually going to say, okay, is everything going well with your ears? Let's have a checkpoint and all that stuff. So it helps you because you realize like, oh yeah, my heart is definitely to share everything. Yeah. But, um, but there, there are places where like that's difficult because maybe we haven't intentionally thought of a practical way to do that. Yeah. And so your values start to help, help you realize like, okay, these are the areas that that falls short. What can I do? What can we brainstorm and do as a team together yeah. to, to help meet that expectation? 
I feel like they really, values really expose you in some ways. Like, I love that you pointed that out. I remember um, part of my story is I was a campus worship leader for a time at um, one of our regional locations. And I remember when I got there, they had just been without leadership for a time. And there was a lot of the values that, um, that we'd held for years that really weren't being lived out in this particular campus and this particular team. And so really those values helped expose us in different ways. And it was mm-hmm. good growing pains for the team that I was a part of there. Cause I could point to things like us being one team. I could point to things like reject negativity and be like, you know, I, I don't see us doing this well. I see us, you know, accepting negativity through gossip, you know, not going directly to the people, but actually yeah. in our team, we practice Matthew 18 and we go to people directly to resolve con- conflict. Like, like Temri, you said, um, we communicate in, um, love through information a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so having that exchange and pointing us to being, we're not a team that's going to be frantic, but we're going to be a team that's going to be prayerful in everything that we do and everything that we seek. And so to watch those shape and mold my team and grow my team um, uh, to be more like Christ and to be more in tune with the Holy Spirit and to lean in more was really powerful. And it exposed us in a lot of ways. Like Mm, you you said, Sock. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. That's true. Another, I think another example of that would be like, there's that welcome new team members um, value is the W and we can easily like say we desire to be a welcoming team. Like, yeah, arms open. Anybody's welcome to come and be a part of this team. But then when you realize like, how do I live that value out? You realize, oh, people don't really know how, like how to step foot into our team and how to engage. And so what are we doing and saying um, in, in our, in our like, rhythm to invite people into that, whether it's like making some sort of call to say like, yeah, we're looking for people to serve in our team to, okay, when they say they want to serve, what next? Like, how do they get engaged? Yeah, the process of it. Is there there an audition in place or is there just a way, a pathway for them to access serving through our team? Um, It's one thing to say like, oh yeah, my heart's open. And it's another thing to like actually um, welcome well and and make a way for people to to access the team. Absolutely, absolutely. That's super good. Yeah. Do you guys have any like favorites? Like looking at our list of values and the things that like we have to like live that we commit ourselves to living out. Any that like stick out to you? That gosh, I really love this particular value that we get to lean into as a team. I, uh, when I. How when do you I choose? see, I know How do you choose? It, is, <laughs> it is hard, but I, I but like when I think of one team, I just I look at that value and I think of like how hard we've worked for that value hmm. and how much like I'm aware of other church environments that there is such a disconnect between like different aspects of the worship team. So, like, yeah. platform and production, for instance, like. I know, I just, I know that there's such a gap in so many other church environments between, yeah. you know, just all the other, all the people that make weekend worship happen or just make, you know, wor- yeah. a worship team happen and how hard, like we fought to be one team. Like I think of it on a single campus level, but I think of it on like a, <laughs> a you know, just even like a Southern California campus level and how, Gosh, it just feels that one team is something that we are more now than I've like I've ever experienced before. And so I would say that one just because of how much like we have 
fought for that yeah. and how how hard it's been in previous seasons. And that hasn't, that's been more kind of pointing back to what I was saying before. It's something that you're like, uh, that's when you used to look at and be like, okay, we will be that one day. We just have yeah. to be, keep like, yeah. try, you know, pushing through and like taking ground and somewhat. But now it's like, I feel like we just, we really are that. Yeah. It took a long time, but. Sure. Yeah, I, th I think that like, that just reminds me how I've, I feel like I've heard John and maybe others say that like we, a lot of these were written and spoken before like we really were them. Some mm. of them were like a reflection of like, this is who we are and I want to notate that. But also some of them was just like, this is who we need to be. And we're not quite that right now. Yeah. And, yeah. and just the continually like having it in front of us as a way of like, okay, I really feel like God's calling us to be one team. Um, like help helped form us into that. Um, yeah, through some hard conversations, where it's like, are we really, are we really valuing one one another well in that way? Yeah, absolutely. That's good. There's a faith element to that, I think for sure, of like believing God for like what you're not seeing yet, what you're not seeing mm -hmm. yet, like in your church or in your team. Mm. And um, gosh, like I just can't help but like think about like people who are probably listening to this and worship leaders who are trying to trying to maybe carry these things out like in their own context, you know, mm -hmm. where maybe there is a gap, you know, between the platform and the production, you know, maybe the team's not loving each other well, maybe there is some disunity, you know, and gosh, like just keep going, you know, I think is what I would say. Absolutely. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you keep going, like keep believing God for what he can do, you know, that God's able to accomplish more than you could ever ask or imagine yeah. in your team and keep believing in faith and you're not alone in that. You know, um, mm -hmm. even though you might feel like that, you know, in some some particular seasons. Yeah. Amen. But yeah. Amen. Absolutely. I think um, I, had, I had some questions about some particular values too. I, I look at like uh, like high level of skill in every area. You know, we see that from scripture. Um, but I think about like our church and our context, and we love to invite volunteers to empower them to do the work of ministry, equip the saints to do the work of ministry. What does that particular value look like when? we're inviting volunteers, you know, we want a high level of skill. I think about like the conflict that you grew up in sock of like, there's professional musicians, but figuring out how does like, what is access to ministry and serving my church look like for me? What does that look like for us? Yeah, I think that for us, the first thing that comes to my mind, I feel like there's multiple implementations of it, but the first thing that comes to my mind is just how well like um, our musicians, our band members, like our, 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 um, music directors, they're spending time and investing and thinking through like, how do we do workshops for yeah. musicians? And, um, and I, and that's a way of helping to just say like, I know that we're not all at this like super high level of skill necessarily, but I want to help you take the next step. I want to help you grow just a little bit further um, in your skill from where you are. And I think that communicates so much value to the people that come to those workshops or to the people that engage with our team because somebody thinks they're worth like investing in. And um, and so we, I mean, it's, it's looked different over different seasons and it's in some ways a little bit fresh still, like in the last few years that we've been doing that last two or three years. But, um, but we have, you know, sometimes it looks like it's a Thursday night and someone's there with a keyboard and, um, 
and there's another keyboard next to that person. And so like I, I had the opportunity to do that recently. Just I had a keyboard, had another keyboard next to me. There were like 20 keyboard players. And I shared a little bit about like underscore and how, mm, yeah. what do we do under someone who's speaking, whether they're doing announcements and maybe it's more energetic or they're praying and it's a little bit more reflective. And how do like we think through all that and then just get to do that alongside other people. So part like class training and part like let's try it together and yeah. so they'll come up and play on the keyboard next to me and then someone else will come to my keyboard and just like little little seeds that you can plant of like here are some things to be thinking about and to work on on your own time um but just i think it, it helps communicate the value of like we don't want to stay where we are in our mm-hmm. in our skill of what we're offering yeah. um in worship we want to go from strength to strength, from strong to stronger and, yeah. and take another another step forward. And we believe that you can do that even whatever level you're at. That's really good. Yeah. I love I love that. You had something you wanted to say, Tim? Yeah, I was just thinking yeah. about the fact that how, like just how often I, I'm seeing, you know, back at front of house or, um, you know, even like a, a video volunteer how often i'm seeing someone who's a little more seasoned right behind someone who is learning mm, and yeah. like how often i'm seeing just someone being um trained hmm. mentored um i it's just it's so cool it's just like that's again like that's who we are that's our environment there's just yeah. there's there is space to grow. I think that like Socrates said, it's just, that's our, I think even as a staff, like that's an aim is to just like constantly be growing, you know? Um, and I, I just love seeing that model of like, or even like in choir, for instance, I think about how cool it is that you've got someone who's just kind of learning harmony parts, standing next to someone who's just like totally killer and has got harmonies, you know, on lock and how much like them just even standing together. Um, it, they sharpen one another, they help each other grow. Um, you know, one person's always learning from the, from the next person. And I just, I love that kind of environment that we have. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. That's cool. I love I love that you pointed that out. We see that play out through so many different facets. I'm just thinking about like today. Um, I was in the office and like there's interns like looking over the shoulder of people like who are building Ableton sessions, you know? Yeah. And like even that so even cool. at so many different levels, like we see that being played out. And yeah. just the the openness to that of inviting people into the work of ministries is so great. Um man, uh we got to hit this one because I feel like this is Saddleback heart and soul, but implement new processes with joy. I feel like this value like creates so much flexibility in our team. <laughs> why does that matter? Like why, why do we, why do we need that value and how do you see it play out in our church? Yeah. I think that this past year, I feel like we've all not just at Saddleback, we've all had to live in that value of, new ways of doing things, yeah. <laughs> in a new way of doing ministry in, in, a, in a season where COVID has caused us to sometimes do, like for a lot of churches, they're doing online for the first time. And yeah. 
Um, and what does that look like? Or for us right now, we're in a season of transition from being in an outdoor venue to an indoor venue. And, um, and so go, moving outdoors just means so many processes that we have to shift from like, from having something that's set up and, and set and you lock the door and everything's good to some setup and teardown elements or some like cover up instruments and put them away and, um, soundboards, stuff like that. So I don't know, it's just, it's very relevant, I think to this season, not just for us, but for lots of other churches and, yeah. um, and for us, it's just, a it's just a value of like, if, if we're called, whether it's the circumstances or our leader, um, our leadership, whether it's pastor Rick or John just saying, man, I really feel like God's calling us to try things a little bit differently and move in this direction for a season and like it for a minute, let's try, let's go yeah. for it. And yeah. it may not be forever. Um, but, but for us to have a posture that leads with a yes, that's a common phrase in our team to lead with a yes, that just says, okay, you're like, I trust, I trust your heart in this. I trust, um, you enough to follow and, um, and to go there with you joyfully. Um, and, and then also at the same time, like we can, we can honestly assess, you know, as we go through it after we're, we're trying things like, okay, is there a better way to try this? Is there another process that might yeah. be, might be a little bit better that we can, mm -hmm. we can talk through together. But, um, it's a common thing, um, for us here at Saddleback to just be trying new ways of doing things that can be the most effective way of, of reaching people, of inviting people into an atmosphere of worship and so on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, I was telling you guys before we started today, like I've got my notes here <laughs> that I've had for over five years now that I've used over the years when we've done like a purpose-driven church conference breakout and talked about our worship values and stuff like that. And I mean, if you guys could see this, this, these two pieces of papers are super tattered and have been through it. Um, <laughs> they're well-loved. So, they're well-loved. <laughs> um, but you know, like this, this sheet of paper, this particular printout of these values is five years old. And wow. I, I just, I, I loved that as a reminder today that like our values don't change, hmm. but, and this is like who we are now, which is really cool, but our values don't change, but how we flesh them out certainly does and can yeah, in different seasons, in different weeks, in different moments of, yeah. you know, a weekend worship. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was just, this is just one small example, but, um, you know, this last year, of course, being at home, we still, we still are a team who's welcoming team, new team members and, mm. Um, you know, looking after our choir, um, currently with, with our choir director, we had to, we had to figure out how to still audition people and welcome new people into choir. And so, um, we had to implement a new process of virtual choir auditions. And, um, yeah, it's just, that was just one example that comes to my mind, but it's and we still not, had people, right? Like and we still had people <laughs> jumping yeah. in, wanting to be. Yeah, part of it's it. like we're not even we're not even really singing together at all, but we had people that wanted to be part of the community aspect, and so yeah. um, who, who were singers, and so yeah, I just love that. I love that it's just you know like these values don't change, but we we change like how we flesh them out. 
according mm-hmm. to times and seasons. And um, it's not always with, it's not always initially with joy, <laughs> um, but then you like get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so yeah. glad you went. I'm so <laughs> glad you went there though, Temory. Cause like I, um, I was just, I was going to go there and I was thinking about that over the past year and a half or so, especially like just live, being in Southern California and the restrictions in here and the different things that we had to navigate through the season of COVID. It was like seeing like our team, like implement, implement new processes and do new things. It was just, everything was just like, not a problem, whatever we can do. How can we make this happen? How can we serve our people? You know, and not just on that front, but like on every front of yeah. so much change. The pro- the way we did things changed, but like at the end of the day to magnify the Lord and um, to live these things out that he's called us to live out, like that, those things just did not change at all, like mm-hmm. who we are. And it's season where so many things were, were shaken and so many things were, um, so many, so many things like fell to the wayside. I think, I feel like for, in a lot of different ways, like our team was just committed to these things, mm-hmm. you know, and to see that lived out was just so beautiful. And it's, and sometimes it's, it's unnatural. Like mm-hmm. you said, Temri, sometimes you have to like lean into that and choose to be that. You have to right. choose to be a team that prays continuously. You have to be, choose to be a team that walks with joy and change. You have mm-hmm. to choose to be a team that's going to grow in different areas. So I love that you went there. I think that it can be hard when it's something that has been working too, like a process hmm. that's like yeah. actually been working. Um, but like reevaluating or reassessing like, okay, this might be working, but is it moving us forward anymore? Like, is this, mm, you know, just like yeah. be ha- giving yourself the space to even um, just, yeah, like reevaluate processes or reassess like, um, sometimes it is even good things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's not it's not always like this isn't working and therefore we have to implement a new process. Sometimes it's like, okay, we need to put everything out on the table and yeah, it's a good thing, but is it like the best is are we doing it the best way we can? Or you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Man, I love the open handedness of that. Well, guys. This has been this has been so good, and thank you so much, like for sitting with us today. But I would just love to give you guys one more opportunity. If just thinking about the people who are on the other side of this podcast, the, the worship leader that's listening, the person who's a volunteer in their church, and just leaning into this podcast today, what would would you have just a parting word of encouragement for them as they maybe they're trying to implement values, maybe they're trying to like shape their shape their worship culture towards something. Um, towards the new thing that God's calling them to, or maybe they're just trying to live them out as a volunteer. What would you have to say to them? I, I think it's, I think it's the P in worship in the, in this acrostic is, Mm. is praying continuously. And really when I, when I think of that value, I think of the fact that we are, we are partnering with, with God. Mm. Um, you know, one of our church values is every member is a minister. Yeah. And so we are, we're, we're helping others be mobilized into ministry. And um, I think it can be, it can be hard to look at like other teams or other churches, see how they're doing things and want those same things. Mm. Um but I think it's it's really important that we that we 
that you <laughs> posture yourself <laughs> um, in just such a way where you're um, an open vessel once again and recognizing the fact that this is a partnership between you and the Holy Spirit, and yeah. he has a vision specifically for you and for your team, and he will give it to you if you ask him, mm -hmm. and he will send the yes. right people to help flesh that out and make it become a reality yes. at the right time in the right season. You may feel alone in it right now, but but continually pray, and he will send the team. He will send the right people who will carry that vision with you. And eventually those things that you're going to write down as the vision that he's given you are going to be the things that you become. Your team is going to be those things at some point in time. Um, yeah. I believe that. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's so good, Temri. And we, we need, we need to hear that. We need to be reminded of that because some points along the way we get, we get, thinking like, okay, we're doing pretty well at this and, and, um, it's by our strength. And then maybe we hit a bump and it's like, oh shoot, I forgot that I'm supposed to be depending on the Lord, like to know yeah. what to be doing next, to know which direction to lead the team, to know and trust that he's going to provide everything that we need to, um, to fulfill the call he's given us. So that's, that's really good. Um, I think about just, I, I guess just a reminder, like an encouragement to remind your team members um, and remind yourself that this is all like an act of, of serving and serving requires humility and, and it requires looking out for others' interests um, above your own some, sometimes. And, and I mean, yes, above your own period. Um, Philippians, you know, in Philippians 2, that's what Paul says. He says, let each of you not look look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Mm -hmm. And as I was looking through this, this list of, of the values and back to the one team value, just there's like, there's one of the bullet points that we have that says like the tech teams will work diligently to make the artists sound and look their very best. Artists will work diligently to honor the hard work and service of the tech team. And at some point, like the lines can get like, it can get twisted sometimes where we're like on stage, if you're a platform person or if you're a worship leader and all these lights are on you and you're getting all these compliments after service and you're just like, oh man, I'm like, I'm amazing. And, and why are they like, why am I frustrated right now? Because someone's not serving me well. Well, we should never be in that mentality. Like we should always have the mentality of I'm here to serve, not to be served. Mm. I'm here. How can I, um, how can I serve the people that are in front of me that I'm leading in worship, but also how can I serve the people that I do ministry with? And how can I look out for their interests and think maybe through a different lens that I don't normally think through of like, how is this action um, impacting or helping or hurting them? So I don't know, just, just a reminder that, that like, that we're in the business of serving, you know, people and, um, and we do it in a way that's like, that's that looks sometimes like the way the world elevates people that do concerts and stuff like that. But, um, we shouldn't let that get us, um, switched up in our minds for what we're here to do. And that's to serve. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Sock Tim, thank you so much for being with us today. Really, really appreciate it. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time on the podcast. 
Well, I really hope that conversation with Socrates and Timory and Taylor really blessed you and encouraged you today. You know, one of the things that stood out to me, I love that Timory shared that phrase she said that our values don't change, but how we live them out can shift and change. For sure. I, I mean, I think about our years here at Saddleback Worship and just our values have been so consistent for nearly a decade now, just written out and official. But the way we've expressed those has certainly taken on different forms over the years. So I'm really glad that you were able to hear that great conversation from those three really trusted teammates here. Well, you know, you can stay connected with us in a few different ways. Uh, First of all, stay up to date with Saddleback Worship's original music wherever you stream your music. Also, we'd love to hear from you. So we'd love to hear your questions, episode ideas, and ways we can serve you. So just email us. And lastly, this podcast is just one of the many podcasts produced by Saddleback Church. We have the Doable Discipleship Podcast, The Well, and more. So be sure to check out those links in the episode description as well. We're really glad we got to spend some time with you today, and we'll see you next time on Lead with Worship.